Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Amber. And I'm Chris. And today we're going to be doing another comic episode, comic character episode. But first, let's start off with our weeks. Anybody got anything going on this this past week? Uh, For me, the same old, same, same old, same old. Um, Been playing even more Dreamlight Valley. Um, But there's been a lot of um, spoilers for the next um, MTG Unset. It's like their joke sets. And this one is Unfinity. And so there's like space theme stuff and like attractions, which are new. I don't still don't really know what those are, but some some fun stuff that's interesting. And some of the cards are actually going to be legal in other formats, too, which is pretty neat. Um, but yeah, so lots of spoilers for that. Um, and that releases on uh, early October. Early October? I forget the specific day, but yeah. Cool. How about you, Danny? Nothing new, really. Um, I know Overwatch 2 is coming out soon, so I might be playing that soon. Cool. And for me, I've been uh, playing around with a what they call fantasy console which is a, uh, a programming environment for like an old 8-bit console that never existed called Pico 8. And uh, having fun with that. I've used it before in the past. We did it for a game jam a couple of years back. Made a, made a little video game yeah. out of it. And uh, started playing with it again. And I think I've decided that I want to uh, share my knowledge of coding with... Uh, using Pico 8 as the tool of delivering that that knowledge. So I think I'm going to be working on some YouTube videos and uh, put together a little tutorial se- series on coding using Pico 8. And then if it gathers enough attention, maybe we'll have a little uh, Family Geekery-sponsored game jam at the end of it all. Ooh. Game jams are always fun. So so keep an eye out for that. I'm I'm planning out all the videos now, uh, writing writing what uh, what I want to cover in each one, and then once I get that done, I'll start recording them. But cool. So let's uh, let's talk about the uh, character profile of this week, Danny. Who's the character profile? We've kept it such a secret. <laughs> wow. People are emailing me like three times a day saying, "Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be?" Well, it's my favorite of the Marvel characters, and that's Groot. I'm Groot. Nice. See, I could have had I could have had a movie. They they could have <laughs> saved so much money if they cast me instead of Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. Vin Diesel nuts. I would have I would have <laughs> would have ruled that that role. <laughs> Hmm. Sorry. Is that, is that his stage name? Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. So, are you going to kick off a little bit of uh, knowledge and history of Groot, and then we'll talk about a couple of comics that we read? Yeah. Cool. So, Groot is from a planet called Planet X, 
which is just it's like a planet full of a bunch of plant tree people like him and he didn't really get along with the other ones and he actually got like kicked out because he defended like a mammal human instead (gasps) of his like (laughs) sapling brothers traitor yeah so he got kicked out and he then made his way to Cree somehow and got like captured and imprisoned and that's where he met Star Lord and Rocky Raccoon and um during that little action Gru actually was killed kind of and Rocket was in like oh I can just replant him and I think through the out the comics Groot dies like three plus times and he's replanted and um that's when Rocket Raccoon saves him and replants him every time and he grows up again um but after that they kind of form the Guardians of the Galaxy and I'm sure everyone knows what that is but fight crime in space and that's kind of fun um but other than that um Groot has like his powers are mainly like regeneration and he has strength and he can like stretch himself with his um twigs and body um but he has like a language barrier because he only knows how to say I am Groot (laughs) <laughs> so you you kind of have to learn his Groot language which Rocket Raccoon does and eventually other Guardians do um, but he can also heal as we see in the first um, Guardians movie heals them and saves them with his big tree hug and he says we are Groot <laughs> and that's sweet that's sweet it brings a tear to everybody's eye mm-hmm <laughs> But yeah, that's grouped. Cool. And we picked three uh, three specific comics to read. And uh, the first one was Annihilation Conquest Star-Lord, which was a miniseries. Uh, the second one was, what, the Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Number one, which yeah. started in like 2013. And then the third one was his first self-titled comic of I Am Groot, which I think was more like in, what, 2017 time range. So we're going to kick it off with the Annihilation Conquest Star-Lord, which is credited online as his first appearance. And, uh, but, but there's also an appearance of a character named Groot, which is a huge tree all the way back in, what was it? The Incredible Hulk um, annual number five, back like in the 70s, <laughs> 70s, early 80s. And it was like a very poorly drawn, ugly, fat version of Groot. <laughs> but it, I guess they don't consider that canon for, for the main character. So, So we'll kick it off with what they are calling his first appearance with this Annihilation Conquest Star-Lord miniseries. 
So it was a four comic miniseries that was coming at the end of the the Annihilation event, which was a big uh, crossover event for Marvel that lasted a long time in the uh, early 2000s. And it was kind of like the Infinity War type thing. Like it was it was the big thing that was happening. And uh, it was basically this dude named Annihilus, which is like a, a techno bug creature thing who was leading an invasion army from the negative zone. And he wanted to uh, expand his empire. So, of course, the good guys go and they, they fight him off. And as a result to that, there's a bunch of repercussions. And one of them was, um, I guess, they were sending the phalanx, which is a, uh, a techno-organism type thing, like bad guys that can affect technology. They were sending them to invade the Kree. And uh, Peter Quill, or Star-Lord, was uh, tasked with fixing the defenses of the Kree's planet so that they couldn't make it through. And something happened, he didn't quite do it, and they made it through, and he feels really bad about that. So he stops calling himself Star-Lord, he starts calling himself Peter Quill, and he ends up in that prison. So he he ends up in a Kree prison um, where he's seeking refuge from this huge attack that's going on. And uh, as as he's all broken up and and just about on deathbed, the uh, the Kree start to repair him. And the reason why they're repairing him, and when I say repair, it's he was like at this point he was cybergenically like altered. So they're taking all these cyber cybergenics out of him, all these you know body parts out of him, and repairing him back to Terran form. Um, because they're going to need him to start this, uh, this fight against the phalanx to regain the Kree, uh, capital city. So they can't have any kind of technology go to a fight. It has to be a, a no tech strike force that they're creating. So that's why they took all of his cybergenics out so that they couldn't be used against him. So they repair him. They, uh, let him meet, uh, all these other warriors that were in prison and they're basically going to make this this team uh, of a bunch of prisoners, a <laughs> bunch of motley crew, <laughs> to to go off and uh, and do something for the greater good. At least for the greater good for the for the Kree in this case, which is kind of strange because do you guys know who the like the supreme leader of the Kree is at this point? No, that and one this, guy. And this, this supreme leader of the Kree is the one that had said, uh, I want Star-Lord to, to do this for us. <laughs> it's Ronan. Oh. Which is kind of strange because that's who fights against the Guardians of the Galaxy in the first movie. But anyway, so they get this team together. And they're basically uh, going to go off and fight. And, and they, they all, they're all aware that they're basically a suicide squad. You know, a bunch of people going suicide together. Suicide squad. Yeah, I mean, this would make for a good movie <laughs> if it was done right <laughs> with the right characters. Um, so they make basically the Suicide Squad. They go off to uh, to fight against, and uh, the people that they get in the team is Bug, who was imprisoned for impregnating a Kree, and and that's a no no because the Kree has to be pure. So he he made a he broke the law against impurities. Um, so he's in prison for that. Um, and he actually volunteered for the squad. So he's like, I got nothing better to do. Let's, uh, 
Let's go do this. So he's kind of funny. Um, Death Cry, which is a Shi'ar female who is prone to berserker rages, which triggers a feral state. And she gets these almost uh, impenetrable claws. Um, she's kind of a whack job. And then speaking of whack jobs, there's Mantis, who is uh, also known as Celestial Madonna. And she's kind of a self-proclaimed, um, like, important person that's going to bring the uh, the Almighty forward. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's got delusions of grandeur. Everybody thinks she's crazy. But she does have, at this point, mild telekinesis, mild uh, whatever see the future-ish is. <laughs> um, so... So she does have those skills, and she's a master of martial arts, which is important if you can't use technology to fight. And then there's Captain Universe, who uh, who Star Lord calls a spandex jockey because he's in typical like superhero uniform, and he's also a Terran, um, and he wields the Uniforce, which nobody really knows what it is, but it's super powerful. So he's going to come in handy. That's convenient. Yeah. And then there's Rocket Raccoon, who, uh, and and this iteration is an ex has expert instincts and is a tactical genius. That's why they're sending him on this thing because otherwise he's just a small <laughs> LLF lower life form in the in the Kree's mind. But he is a tactical genius, so they want to send him along. And he's got a booty uh, booty. <laughs> he's got a booty. <laughs> That's why they sent him. A tiny one, <laughs> a tiny hairy booty. That's his. That's his redeeming qualities. Now he's got a buddy named Groot, so they've they've made friends, I guess, or at least Rocket Raccoon thinks they, they've made made friends. <laughs> Groot kind of thinks that he's just an annoying rodent, um, because in in this comic, Groot is the self proclaimed monarch of Planet X, even though he was what exiled from there. He still thinks that he's the leader of Planet X. And he thinks everybody else is just peons. Um, so they, they get this team together. And at the end of this issue, it shows them all in like, you know, one big group photo before they go off to fight. And uh, Bug is saying, we who are about to die salute you, which is a famous Roman, Roman salute to the emperor that they would say before they'd go off and fight for Caesar. Do any of them die at the end of the, the mini-series? So, um, so they go, and they, they fight, and they start running into these, uh, I guess, what are the phalanx sentries, which are like little robots, and uh, they're fighting with these robots. And the process of that, uh, each time like one of the robots starts coming towards Captain Universe, he just blasts them. And, uh, but what's happening is Death Cries... You know, even if Deathcry is about to get killed by one of them, if he blasts it, Deathcry gets very upset about that. And she's like, that was my target. You know, you have dishonored me. Don't do it again. And then another one's like coming, coming right at him. And she had already targeted it, you know, called dibs on it. So he blasts <laughs> it. And she says, I gave you warning. Uh, you did it again. It's time to die. So she goes Wait. into berserker rage towards Captain <laughs> Universe. <laughs> And uh, who do you think wins that one? <laughs> Impenetrable claws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, up against the Uniforce, though. 
So oh. he just, oh yeah, he blasts her, turns her into a puddle of, of bulgui stuff. And then, so he's like uh, depressed the whole entire rest of this uh, this attack because he killed her. And everybody's trying to say, hey, she was going to kill you. You did what you had to do. <laughs> Snap out of it. And then, uh, and then the process of their first little attack thing, uh, the building that they're in is starting to collapse or something. And the, the hole that they made to get into it was too small for Groot to get back out. So Groot gets killed, uh, which, of course, Rocket Raccoon doesn't like. Um, and in this one, he doesn't go back and find a twig. They just all of a sudden find tiny... Uh, fully anapomorphic or whatever that word is. <laughs> uh, Groot, like a tiny little Groot. Wow! But he's still talking uh, very eloquently. He's he talks in third person. He refers to himself as Groot, but he speaks very eloquently, and uh, and still considers himself. He's like, even though this is a dishonor to be this small, I'm still better than all you guys. <laughs> Wait, he has words. Yeah, yeah, he fully he fully speaks in like awesome full sentences in this comic. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's I think I've gone uh, two or three issues into this four issue thing, so I haven't finished it out yet. But uh. it looks to be a good uh, a good little story. And and from this is is like Danny said, this is um, where they meet and the three of them, Groot, Rocket Raccoon, and, and Star Lord end up forming that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is the second iteration. There was a Guardians of the Galaxy back in the 70s, which had um, all the people, all the rest of the people from the Guardians movies, you know, the Yondu and the the part that Sylvester Stallone played, and all those people were like the other Reavers or whatever they called them. Those were the original Guardians, so they kind of put them in there as a a tribute to the original Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think they even showed up in uh, like the Lego superheroes too. They showed up as the original Guardians of the Galaxy, even though by by the time that game came out, the, everybody knew the Guardians of the Galaxy as being you know, <laughs> the people from the movies. So yeah, so that was a good, uh, a little confusing if you're if you didn't read the Annihilation, which I didn't read the Annihilation you know series, but uh, once you kind of get the setting of what's going on, it was a it was a good read. So what's next? Guardians of the Galaxy number one? Yep. So this one, I was surprised right off the bat with the cover. Um, Iron Man being in it. (laughs) But we'll get there. Uh, So Guardians of the Galaxy 1 starts with uh, Star-Lord talking to a Kree lady. And they're just chit-chatting. When all of a sudden... Some dude comes in and, uh, well, she tells Star-Lord to get out of there, you know, get out right now. And here comes Star-Lord's dad, who isn't Ego in the comic books. It's this guy, Jason. Um, and he tells, uh, he tells Peter, he tells Star-Lord, um, a secret that the, like, space government i guess is making a decision about um and that basically earth will become off limits to all outer space things and basically tells 
Peter to stay away from Earth. Um, and it, it's revealed later that that's like a setup. He knew that Peter would, you know, not listen to him, you know, being half Earthling and and stuff. So he goes um, and he tells him that. And then it's just a long conversation between them about like, I'm your father. You're going to be the prince of the Star-Lords and you're going to do what I say. And Star-Lord's like, no, dad, no, I'm not. And Gamora comes in and starts trying to kill people. But Peter tells her to stop because <laughs> that's what Gamora does. And then we like leave the Guardians for a little bit. And Iron Man is flying around in space, which is kind of silly. Um, he's got a whole new suit that I guess is um, space adequate. Um, and I guess at some point, Peter had told him to try flying around in space. And he's like, wow, that was a good suggestion. I should have done this a long time ago. Um, but then a ship shows up and... Iron Man's little computer thing, which is called Pepper in <laughs> in this comic, um, you know, warns him, and he goes into fight mode, and they're fighting a people called the Badoon, um, and they have this ship, and Iron Man's trying to, you know, protect himself and destroy it, um, and then his little computer thing gets blasted. And starts talking nonsense. Um, but then the Guardians of the Galaxy show up um, to save the day. Um, and in this comic, the Guardians are who we, you know, expect them to be from the movies. We've got Gamora, Star-Lord, Drax, Groot, and Rocket Raccoon. Um, and they show up and they, they fight and they destroy the Badoon. Um, which I guess are monkey people. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like a play on words of baboon. Um, so they, they kick some butt and they save Iron Man. And, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, so then they destroy the ship. Everyone gets blasted. Um, rocket, like, has to go back for Groot because Groot was like in the ship, you know, doing some some big tree branch arm things. Um, and Drax goes back for Gamora. Um, but everyone makes it out. And then uh, it ends with the, the ship crashing into Earth. <laughs> Attacking Earth. Yeah, London. You see Big Ben there. So, yeah, a cool fight sequence for this for this first issue of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I only read a little bit of the second. I read the second issue of that series, which isn't the first uh, new Guardians of the Galaxy series. There was actually one in 2008. But in the Marvel Unlimited, which is what we use to read these, uh, it didn't start with issue one. It started with like issue 13. So, <laughs> so I picked a, a different series, which is the one that we picked, which was 2013 um, was the start of it. And uh, 
so yeah, so they uh, they end up in London. Uh, whoever these bad guys are, they they have a complete barrier of of silence, radio wave wise. So there's no communications can escape this little bubble that they're in. And uh, so Iron Man's trying to call back to uh, the the Avengers, and uh, he's like, "Nope, I tried that." And they ask him Fantastic Four, and he's like, "Nope, <laughs> can't talk to them." Then they're like, uh, "The Defenders," and he's like, "You're not listening to me." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, and this is uh, this is uh, of course Star Lord that's having this conversation with him. You know, he's kind of oblivious to." What he's really telling him is, I can't talk to anybody. So he's like, uh, the power pack, <laughs> which I don't know if you guys know is a, another superhero team from the, from like the eighties, nineties, uh, a lesser known one. So he's kind of going through his whole Rolodex of who we can call to, to get some help in London. And, uh, and they're like, no, we can't get a hold of anybody. And they're like, well, is there any, uh, London based superheroes and he's like well there's captain britain he's like he's any good and he's like mm, not really <laughs> <laughs> so so they have to do this uh, this fight on their own and they're all kind of beat up the important group part from this comic is he dies but rocket gets a little twig so yep. mm-hmm. and they plant the little twig and he he stays that way for a little while <laughs> and he does speak in i am groot in this comic also so but luckily, uh, you got Rocket there, so he's able to fix the suit of armor pretty easily. So Iron Man gets all fixed, fixed up thanks to thanks to Rocket. Yeah, that was uh, that was a little bit more uh, familiar kind of territory for comics versus uh, that first one that that I read. But mm-hmm. good, yeah, good stuff. All right, and then. Uh, Getting to more of the sillier side, <laughs> we had I Am Groot. Yeah. Was this the first, like, like Groot's own comic? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, this, this comic starts out with Groot as, like, toddler Groot, as we see in, like, the second movie? Was he toddler Groot in the second movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah something happened, and he's like stuck in this this adolescent age like normally he grows up quicker and for yeah. some reason in this series he's stuck in that age yeah rocket says he's like being young for longer than he should but in this comic we see um little taller Groot. he's in the ship with the guardians and he's playing around with the ship controls acting like a child just pushing buttons and stuff and star lord comes in and is like hey um what what are you doing shouldn't be touching that stuff and and then he's like um he's like oh i am groot and star lord's like oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> and then star lord sees like this portal black hole looking thing and then kicks Groot out and Gamora comes in and is like, yeah, that doesn't look very good. And Gamora's like, okay, Rocket, deal with Groot because we can't deal with him right now. And Rocket basically tries to sit him down, talk to him like a dad. Like, hey, you shouldn't be doing this stuff. He's like, I am Groot. (laughs) (laughs) They should hire you for toddler Groot. They should. 
and Rocket's like, just just stay out of the way. So Rocket, um, Gamora, and and Star Lord are in the front of the ship, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And then Groot comes waddling in and starts pressing buttons, and oh, they're going into the portal. But then Groot's like, hmm. I'm gonna just sit in this chair and push more buttons, and all of a sudden he <laughs> extracted himself from the ship, and he like takes a little escape pod to a planet, and the guardians are like, "Oh, where did he go?" And Groot finds himself on this planet, and I didn't really know what was going on, but there's like robot versions of the guardians, and then this little hug robot like (laughs) (laughs) taking him away and it's like hey i'll help you that buddy or something yeah yeah a dog on wheels yeah so that's basically how it ends with the little robot doggy taking Groot away from evil robot guardians (laughs) yeah something about the uh Whoever's in charge of that planet has like they they can make these robots take the form of something that would be welcoming to whoever the visitor is. Oh. So that's why we see like weird robot versions of Star Lord and Drax and Gamora. And and a really weird looking rocket. <laughs> Drax looks funny in this comic. He does. I was It's a very like cartoony style and I liked it. But he looked <laughs> like the thing, kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looks like it looks like they, uh, you know, the producers got with the artists and like, okay, spend all your time figuring out how you want Groot to look, and <laughs> then uh, just make sketches of all the rest of the people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but Groot's the only one that matters, so. It's his series. Sure. Make him shine. Yeah. Although the uh, little dog is pretty funny. Yeah, that that uh, that series gets a little wacky. Like, I don't, I'm not really sure what's going on with it. Uh, I've read, I think, two episodes, uh, two issues of that too, and it, it gets a little, a little wacky. But uh, he does find some friends to help him try to get the uh, the guardians back because they're they're kind of popping through the uh, the little wormhole thingy, that portal thingy, and at some point, uh, whoever's in charge of this planet summons another portal because I think they're creating these things to try to gather things that they want to gather. Mm. But, but he accidentally gathered a bunch of dinosaur bones and it started raining bones all over the planet. <laughs> and, and the dog's like, this is the best day ever. <laughs> it's raining bones. <laughs> but yeah, good stuff. And I didn't realize, you know, I knew, I knew that the guardians of the galaxy that we, we know and love from the movies isn't the same as the, the old team from like the 60s, 70s. Uh, but I didn't realize how, how really young the, uh, these characters are in the grand scheme of things, like from the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Root and Rockin' and all them. I don't even think they were in our Marvel encyclopedia book that we've, we had. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, it was probably the old Guardians. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Anything else uh, about Groot that you want to share? It kind of, the Groot comic, 
that I went over, it kind of reminded me of the new uh, Disney Plus shorts that they came out with. Just showcasing, they came out with like five minute shorts of like potted and toddler group just doing goofy things. And just a little mini adventures for them. Yeah. Yeah, it did kind of have that vibe a little bit. But yeah, you can tell by the by the design that it's it's supposed to be a more playful, you know, because some of the some of the stuff in that annihilation thing can get a little deep and a little serious, but mm-hmm. it's definitely a more playful title. I think it's very smart of Marvel to capitalize on, you know, toddler Groot being so popular in the movies. And I don't know which one came first, the movie or this particular series, because both I think came out in 2017. So um, I think it's very smart of them to <laughs> to make a, a comic series about toddler Groot, who is like the most loved mm-hmm. <laughs> Marvel character coming out of the Guardians series. Well, yeah, but well, the, by this time, their parent company knows a little bit, a little something <laughs> about marketing. A little bit. A little bit. Although they have completely missed the boat on target marketing marketing a figment for more things <laughs> yeah we'll have to do a figment episode someday oh that'd be cool and maybe if it goes mm-hmm. viral then then disney will be like okay oh so people like this this character we didn't <laughs> we didn't know i mean the popcorn bucket <laughs> <laughs> people like the popcorn bucket they, they use it for all the merchandise in the parks for Epcot and the, the food and wine and yeah. all that stuff, but come on, give us a movie or something. <laughs> nice steampunk movie. That's what we want. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. What do you guys think? Very fun. Yeah. Cool. So we'll have to start thinking, uh, I guess it's my turn next for mm-hmm. a character profile. Yeah. Pick one. Um, we don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah, I got one. I got one in mind. I'll force you guys to read a couple, couple comics, <laughs> and then uh, we'll have to figure out what's happening next week. I got, I got an idea for that too, but we'll talk about that. But other than that, uh, be sure to keep an eye out on YouTube. Go ahead and go out there and subscribe if you haven't already. Keep an eye out for the series on Pico Eight that I'll be putting out soon, and uh, and check out our socials. Go socials. Woohoo. Woohoo. <laughs> you can see I'm getting lazier in my plugs for socials. Like I'm not even gonna, I'm not even list them out. You know what socials are? Yeah, we may have it. We may have a TikTok, probably not. <laughs> so thank you so much as always for listening. And until next time. I am Groot. I am Groot. Nice. Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery Podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out.